0: From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now, your host, the baby faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks.
1: like a lot longer ago than a year but think back to that year perhaps even the end of ukraine you know one year later Kyiv stands and ukraine stands democracy stands the Americans stands with you and the world stands with you Kyiv has captured a part of my heart i must say I've come here six times as Vice President, once as President. Remind us that freedom is priceless. It's worth fighting for for as long as it takes. And that's how long
2: we're going to be with you, Mr. President, for as long as it takes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome again to this special President's Day edition of In Black and Right the new definition of color commentary. As always, I am Jerry Broach, your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, along with so many other hats that I wear. Uh, anyway, um, want to start out with a huge apology for last week. Uh, sadly, I was hit with illness and it really did a number on my voice. And I figured it would be a good thing to not treat you to me sounding like a dying frog That just wouldn't be cool. It wouldn't be all that professional and nah You you deserve much 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 better uh, Friends and members of the coalition but I am back today feeling a whole lot better and Apparently, there was quite a lot going on. Uh, my cold open today. Uh, portions of Joe Biden's speech on his surprise visit to Kiev or Kiev, um, over the weekend. And yes, while once again, the team of Biden and Harris are in Europe making a huge mess of things. Yes, my friends. I mean, wait till... I get you the portion of Kamala Harris uh, speaking at the Munich Security Conference in Germany. If you thought uh, good old Crazy Joe was bad, uh, in some ways Kamala Harris was even worse. And I do mean a lot worse. Ay 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 ay. But it there's we've got a lot today. We're Probably going to be going for another uh, supersized edition of the show today uh, to catch up on some of the things uh, that were missed on last week, but we've got plenty. Uh, I kind of like uh, today as I was watching uh, Steve Bannon's War Room, he used a Charles Dickens reference that I love and it's pretty much uh, rather appropriate. A Tale of Two Cities, a classic Dickens novel, except the cities that we're uh, talking about today, and that he was talking about as well, are not London and Paris. It is Kiev, Ukraine, and East Palestine, Ohio. And believe you me, that is a best of times, worst of times scenario. Trust me on that one. But before we get into the rest of today's adventure in podcasting on this brand new week, uh, which also is going to mark the one-year anniversary of the start of the Russian-Ukrainian war, which has left all kinds of problems. And it's going to be interesting to see what the Republicans in the Senate, the Zelensky fanboys like Mitch McConnell... Mitt the Twit Romney, uh, Tom Cotton, uh, Lindsey Graham, and others. Apparently, they've been promised another big, huge check from the United States. Which the timing is pretty gnarly because we're, aren't we in the middle, of supposedly, of uh, negotiations on a debt ceiling deal? Hmm? This is kind of interesting. The timing kind of sucks, but, oh yeah, this is going to be fun, but, oh, mercy. Now, it was bad enough, Biden over in Ukraine, surprising uh, Zelensky and making this public show of support, which is kind of like, okay, it's another slap in the face by Biden to the MAGA Republicans in the House, hey, we're going to spend... And we're not going to negotiate with you, which is pretty arrogant, considering we ain't got the money for it. We just don't have the money. This is an administration that for quite a bit, or for quite a while, has been completely disconnected with reality. We don't have the money, folks. But yet here we go. Another big huge blank check of how God knows what I think it's 50 billion he promised yeah right out of your wallets out of your bank accounts out of your 401ks and retirements and pensions oh yeah I mean can't can't can it get any more well tone-deaf is probably the nicest term I can come up with right now can it get any more tone-deaf well the sad part is it can and to prove it uh, a little bit of the remarks made by Kamala Harris in Munich uh, during the Munich security conference or arms dealers it's whatever but yeah this woman is completely off her rocker and I think the word salad she came up with this time with probably a little extra ranch dressing was just hideous. I'll let you judge for yourselves. And there
0: is no doubt. These are crimes against humanity. The United States has formally determined that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. And I say to all those who have perpetrated these crimes, and to their superiors who are complicit in these crimes, you will be held to account in the face of these indisputable facts, to all of us here in Munich, let us renew our commitment to accountability. Let us renew our commitment
2: to the rule of law. Are you Freaking serious lady renewing a commitment to accountability and the rule of law nice words when you say them over in Germany doesn't mean jack squat when you talk about it here and where did Kamala Harris get this idea that we're going to have some type of Nuremberg style war crimes tribunal I mean heck we didn't go after the Nazis until after the war was over not before it ended and how on earth are you going to hold these folks in Russia including Putin and his subordinates what are you going to do how are you going to get them to trial this is a serious and very real question because I don't think you can extradite them from Moscow lady you know and as far as the war being over I mean come on it's already bad enough you screwed up the border of the United States now you want to mess up the border of the Ukraine a place where we have no real vital uh, National Security interests, but yet hey give them money give them the money, you know, the ATM is open Give them more money more money Uh No, I mean this is what we're dealing with Yeah, we'll give tens of billions of dollars to the Ukraine to keep their borders secure, but we won't give hardly any money to keep our southern borders secure and yes I will get into the situation uh, in East Palestine uh, Palestine Ohio no money for them either so this whole business with you know all the fanboys and uh, the government you know going over to the ukraine it's like oh we'll be with you as long as it takes open-ended spending to a place where we have no vital security interests the ukraine is not a member of nato but some people uh i don't know in our government but there are some in europe that would love to have ukraine there and oh man that would turn into a real hoot considering some most countries in Europe haven't given Zelensky a dime, he's always going down to the the folks who are the big dogs on the block the Germans, uh, even a little bit of the British. But the French aren't coming up, coughing up, they're not. Uh, you know, some from Germany, but Italy's not throwing in, uh, Austria's not, the Swiss aren't. I mean, that's the home. Of the party of Davos and the World Economic Forum global elitist types, they meet every year, and there's Klaus Schwab thinking he's all that in a bag of chips. So, yeah, this on this President's Day, you know, but believe me, when I start to get into the whole mess over in uh, East Palestine, Ohio, man, you're this will kind of pale in comparison to what's going on in the Ukraine and for different reasons and I promise I will get to that but it really also kills me when I hear that uh, Secretary of State Blinken met with his Chinese counterpart over there in Germany uh, since apparently he couldn't uh, get off Blinken couldn't go wheels up to go to China at the time when their little surveillance balloon their spy balloon was flying over United States airspace and in Alaska and it also crossed over into Canada I don't know what the Canadians are doing as far as their military goes but my goodness and what happened with that balloon and plus all the other objects that got shot down uh, including a 12 or 13 dollar balloon from a group from a club in Illinois <laughs> oh man you're using a sidewinder missile about half a million dollars to shoot down a 13 dollar balloon by a group of students and balloon enthusiasts <laughs> oh man oh man and what's really crazy the first missile missed it missed! How does one of the most sophisticated missile systems in the world miss? I mean, we wasted almost half a million dollars on a Sidewinder. <laughs> and it didn't even hit the target. Crazy. So, this whole thing with the Chinese and their balloons, and apparently Blinken trying to say that, hey, we're good. You know, don't do this ever again. Blah blah blah. And the Chinese have got to be just laughing their butts off. They just gotta be doing it because Blinken is a wuss. He is a wimp. I mean, my lord. Now, the, over in Alaska, what about a couple of years ago or so? Maybe a little less? The Chinese the communist Chinese Pretty much read the riot act to Blinken and just oh gave him a verbal beat down in Mandarin oh, oh. and yet we're more concerned about the money that we sent to Syria and Turkey now okay they had a major earthquake and I understand all these NGOs wanting to go and help the people of Turkey and Syria but keep in mind folks Syria is not a friend is not an ally of the United States they are an adversary and Turkey and Erdogan oh oh yeah Turkey ain't exactly a friend of the US nor is it a friend of NATO considering all the ties they either have or they're developing With the Russians, the communist Chinese and other nations around the Persian Gulf like Saudi Arabia. This is just all kinds of wacky. All kinds of wacky. But hey, remember who remember who's the resident of the White House. That would be Joe Biden and all of his people who are given money all over the place to other nations and don't give one rat's rear end about the problems we have here. And using that as a transition to another story that is in some ways worse than the border. Now, y'all have heard about the train derailment that happened in East Palestine Ohio uh, not too far from the Pennsylvania border and the it, the mess that it made because they blew up the, the rail cars and which had toxic chemicals and oh man oh man I mean that happened on February 5th we're now at the 20th so two weeks the residents of East Palestine haven't gotten really any real answers. They've gotten nothing from Governor DeWine. They've gotten nothing from the EPA. They've gotten nothing from Norfolk Southern, the rail company, and believe you me, I'll tell you some things about Alan Shaw, who is the CEO of Norfolk Southern. Oh, this man, this guy is a real piece of work. But you, let's take a look at East Palestine and what's been going on between Governor DeWine of Ohio, Republican, and Josh Shapiro, Governor of Pennsylvania, Democrat. Now, this is like the Uniparty working together. And what is going on there's a there's a lot of covering their butts right now big time especially with Pennsylvania and Norfolk Southern and oh man it's a mess but just to kind of give you a little bit of backstory uh, just last week I mean you're not getting really anything from the mainstream media except gobbledygook and a whole bunch of Of distancing and song and dance now the only person who's been really covering this or not the big media I mean this is a video journalist named Nick Sortor s-o-r-t-o-r look him up he's the only guy that I have seen media wise that's on the ground talking to actual residents and business owners and getting the real story about what's going on with the air, what's going on with the water, be it groundwater, or the Ohio, or little tributaries that uh, feed into the Ohio River, which does flow right into Western Pennsylvania. Oh man, the more I look at even just what I've learned about the about the whole mess and the response or the, shall we say, the lack of response by the EPA, by uh, the Transportation Department. Uh, I mean, this is crazy. I mean, preachy Pete Buttigieg, you know, where the heck is he? Why isn't he on the ground? I mean, he's just hanging out with his husband and their twins. Now, before some of you progressives and all you woke Christians get all upset at me, my beef, with Buttigieg is not the fact that he's gay. It's the fact he's a moron and cannot do his job. He did a lousy job as mayor of South Bend. He's doing an even worse job as transportation secretary. I mean, my gosh, the man has left a trail that is so foobar. He screwed the pooch so bad he's left dog breeders in tears the whole situation with this uh the train derailment, with supply chain issues with the trucking industry the chaos that happened during the holidays at american airports especially with southwest airlines and this guy is just like oh i mean he is the alfred e newman of the biden administration now for those of you who are not familiar with the reference Alfredi e. Newman. Alfredy e. Newman was the character that was on the cover of Mad magazine. I mean Buttigieg looks an awful lot like him and he acts a lot like him. I mean a real doofus. At least Alfredy e. Newman was funny. Preachy Pete Buttigieg is not. However, we will go a little further. Now, Nick Sortor, the video journalist, he spoke with, uh, he appeared on Tucker Carlson's show uh, last Tuesday, Valentine's Day, and he was asked by Tucker to give his assessment of the situation that's going on on the ground. And it's it's mind boggling. So, again, I will simply play the interview and you can make the judgment for yourselves.
3: Is is a little bit different from what you might see in the media. Uh, The sentiment from the residents seems to be that they are super annoyed at how the federal government, how the Biden administration in particular, is handling this situation. You have uh, the EPA in particular. They won't talk to any of the residents. You have people that are right up there. I spoke with a, 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 a small business owner That was, uh, their business was right in front of where the explosion was. They can't get anything out of the EPA. The federal government came in for a few days, took over their entire business, would not let them in, okay, but also wouldn't talk to them and wouldn't give them a plan, wouldn't tell them anything. And that's exactly how it's going for everybody that's in this town. So they don't know if they're going to be abandoned by the federal government, and and they don't know if their town's going to be wiped off the map. And it's really sad when you're talking to these people because they are terrified that this town that they grew up in, that they've lived in for their entire lives, is going to be completely demolished by people having to leave, people scared to even come back to the town. There's a myriad of people that do not believe the EPA's assessment that the town is okay to go back into, so they just haven't bothered. And that is a really scary thing to think that the federal government cannot be trusted enough to be able to tell us whether or not it's safe to go in
1: an area like this. Well, they forced the COVID vaccines in the country, so I think they can't be
2: trusted. Oh, my goodness. That, folks, is just straight up sad. The EPA, I mean, this is, I mean, the EPA administrator. A guy named Regan is not even in the United States. He's traveling to Africa for like seven days with a group of celebrities, uh, essentially preaching the gospel of climate change and let's embrace Gaia, the goddess of Mother Earth. I'm like, and this is the same EVA that will come after you. If you have even a little bit of a puddle or a pond on your property they'll call it a wetland and they will give you nothing but grief they will just make your lives a living hell and make it miserable and where I live there are parts portions of this if the EPA came here oh yeah they would make a lot of people's lives just horrid because there are plenty of, of ranches beautiful farms uh, lots of animals horses cows you know some pigs I mean chickens oh my gosh evil the I mean and yet the EVA, which is supposed to have legal authority when it came to this uh, controlled burn uh, nothing they haven't even. I don't think they've really even gone and tested the water in the in the area. Where did the where did the cloud of chemicals travel? What direction? Were they caught up in the Gulf Stream? I mean, where did the chemicals appear? Uh, in rivers, in streams, groundwater? Where? We don't know the epa won't tell us anything and yet here comes oh and you're gonna love this part uh the ceo of norfolk southern alan shaw he was interviewed by a local news station uh, i think in the youngstown area and this guy is a jerk And a bald faced liar. And I'll tell you what I mean by that, but you gotta listen to this clown's interview because I swear he is about as insincere as Fauci. And believe me, you gotta be a real POS, uh, a piece of excrement, to be worse than Fauci. Trust me on that one. But I wanna play this local interview. Uh, with Alan Shaw the CEO of Norfolk Southern this clown lives in Atlanta and Apparently has a whole there's a in a four million dollar mansion uh, There in the ATL and has a bunch of other little properties Now I won't begrudge him that but he did make over four million dollars as CEO last year but this guy, oh baby, you want to see a song and dance act I got one for you, and it's almost worthy of Broadway. So I'm going to play this interview on Alan Shaw, CEO, Norfolk Southern. I talked late this afternoon with Norfolk Southern
1: CEO Alan Shaw in the command center at a former East Palestine school. He began with a message to everyone affected. This has been devastating to this community, and I, I want to make sure you understand I am terribly sorry that this happened to the community. Norfolk Southern is fully committed to doing what's right for this community. Shaw says he was at the meeting in person on the Monday after the derailment in which the decision for a controlled release was made. And what was his reaction when he saw the result in the cloud of smoke rising into the sky? Frankly, that, that told us that there was success and that the, the opportunity for a much riskier event occurred because of what was in those what was in the rail cars. Shaw says Norfolk Southern is offering $1,000 a person to everyone in the 44413 zip code and in Beaver County's evacuation zone. Are you making them sign documents to tell people that they won't sue further or they can't ask for more money? No, not at all. All they have to do is sign their name and say they've received $1,000. Shaw is pleased with the cleanup so far. We're making a lot of progress. He could not say, however, where the soil and liquids being collected are being shipped off to. We're taking it to landfills that are designed to handle that type of material. What city and state? I don't have that information. You don't know where they're going? No. On the matter of people like Donald Trump and Aaron Brockovich coming to East Palestine? You know, I understand why this has created a lot of national attention right i understand that completely and when asked about the calls for stricter regulations on the railroad industry shaw said to wait on the report from the national transportation safety board all the misinformation out there that's really causing a, a lot of issues particularly for the people of this community you know, we support the ntsb's investigation What we're trying to do is work really closely with the local leaders on the environmental remediation, getting information right, data-based, science-based information.
2: Oh my. I mean, I I listened to this guy and I swear I wish I had a bottle of, of Advil or Tylenol or something because this dude gave me a headache oh yes it's like oh i'm terribly sorry no you're not but what you might have missed in that interview was his admission that he attended the meeting now we don't know where nobody knows where that meeting was and nobody's saying anything was it at was it in his home his home in georgia in atlanta was it at uh in there in east palestine was it maybe in columbus at the state capitol because if he was at that meeting he knew the key he knows the key the key things that went wrong who actually had jurisdiction which is the epa the uh the federal epa they had The legal authority uh, to make the decision but he attended the meeting but who actually made the decision that's going to be the $64,000 question and frankly there needs to be some type of investigation with a grand jury now I don't know what's going on with the attorney general of Ohio or maybe even a local prosecutor but when you have there when you have JD Vance their new senator he was on the ground he was looking at the water they he saw it Nick Sotor saw it there is stuff in the water and it's killing fish and has killed a lot of fish. And the EPA is trying to say it's like, Oh, everything's fine. The water's safe. The air is safe. No, it's not. That's a bald faced lie because residents there in the community have smelled something in the air and it makes their eyes water. It irritates them. I said, yeah, sure. And they, and they have good reason to not trust the government. They can't trust the EPA. Heck, they might not even be able to trust their own governor and what he says and what the state of Ohio says. I mean, my God, we live in a bass-ackwards country where its supposed leaders care more about far-off places like Ukraine and Syria and Turkey, and they don't give one rat's ass about places like East Palestine or the southern border, uh, El Paso, uh, Arizona, Yuma, down there in southern Arizona. They don't care. They can talk a good game and their media then the incestuous relationship they have with the mainstream media can try to put forth this narrative but it's still crap at the end of the day it's still crap it's absolutely horrible what's going on with the people of east palestine and norfolk southern oh no trust me they are signing documents taking the thousand dollars if they can and believe me it's going to be essentially a settlement it is not going to let the town and anybody who um takes that money and signs that form Norfolk southern is doing a cya because they figure once the truth gets out there's going to be a class action lawsuit of some type and I can assure you, there are gonna be public interest lawyers, trial lawyers of all types who are gonna be making trips down to East Palestine. And yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna do something. I mean, as far as President Trump going there and you know, I mean, I'm listening to this guy and he's talking about disinformation and science I'm like, science based? I'm like, dude are you trying to become the new anthony fauci you know we'll follow the science what science if there's any type of real hard data about the water quality the air quality is this just a localized thing is it regional is it going to affect the eastern seaboard i mean it could get that crazy where are these chemicals going and how many states how many communities need to go through serious water testing testing their air testing groundwater uh, rivers lakes streams you name it and this clown is Shaw is talking about oh we're committed at North Park Southern committed to what saving your own sorry buds for causing an environmental disaster and to be ignored by the federal government and the state of Ohio to a lesser degree come on people I mean I was born at night but not last night this thing is going to turn into a bigger mess than it already is because there are gonna be people who are gonna to need to be investigated they need to be deposed I mean, I don't know what JD Vance is going to be able to do maybe work with some of the Ohio delegation in the house and find out who knew what, who made the decision at the February 5th meeting that Mr. Shaw attended and who else was in attendance? Hmm. Governor DeWine? Other officials? Who knows? But somebody needs to get that info. Where did it happen? When did it happen? And who attended the meeting? And who made the final decision on burning, doing the controlled burn? Those are the questions that need to be asked. Now, what's going on with the water and the air quality? That's horrible. What's going on with the people? That's even worse. It's much, much worse. I mean, this is small town, hardworking America that we're talking about here. And these people, <clears throat> who probably have lived there all or a good chunk of their lives, now are faced with the very real possibility, where are they going to go if they have to leave, what's going to happen to the people who've already left, and haven't come, and, and don't want to come back, because they think they're being lied to, and I, and I thoroughly believe they have, a, they have a darn good right. To not trust the EPA or the federal government or even the state government of Ohio, so somebody's gonna have to do. I mean, and it's, and I haven't even t- mentioned Pennsylvania. Now Shapiro, major league Democrat, m- hardcore leftist, he's essentially in his statements. He's ready to bury Alan Shaw and Norfolk Southern. At least when it comes to Pennsylvania, because apparently there are tributaries of the Ohio River that flow through East Palestine into Pennsylvania. Hmm, has there been any water testing or air quality testing, say, in Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's only 50 miles away. Holy cow, folks. This thing has only just begun and we're two weeks into it and i'm really hoping that either someone in the house or the senate probably the house more than likely with a little help from jd vance yeah these clowns need to be brought before congress and deposed under oath because there's not going to be any real answers for these people not for a long time and ugh, i can't i don't even want to think down the road because there are people in the town that are starting to develop sicknesses symptoms rashes uh oh my gosh all kinds of things and who knows if there are any carcinogens you know cancer causing uh things in there We we haven't even begun to start this, you know, and I pray that President Trump is careful that he's not there long and, you know, to risk, you know, to risk him being exposed if there's anything that's been lied about, anything in the water, uh, possibly food even. I mean, are there horses? Are there cows, chickens, something? Oh my gosh! Ay 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 ay! Ugh. Anyway, my friends, before I end up giving myself an even bigger headache than I than I've already got, uh, I just want to say thanks again. I'm sorry I was away for a while, but I'm back. Uh, I'll be doing shows this week, Monday through Thursday. Uh, Friday, I'm afraid I have to. Uh, have a medical procedure done uh, in another part of, of Florida and so there so there will be uh, WTF Friday but it's more than likely going to be Thursday And as always, if you want to send us uh, questions, comments, shout outs, uh, just do it by email in black and right at gmail.com or you can check out our, our website in uh, also we're on social media uh, on truth social on twitter instagram getter parlor and true patriot network but one last story that just makes me that kind of breaks my heart now many of many people heard about the revival that is taking place or took place uh, in Wilmore Kentucky at Asbury University uh, Yahoo News today was reporting that uh, a statement from the university president um, Dr. Kevin Brown that uh, it's going to be ending its revival non-stop and it's going to be doing it today Uh, on the 20th now they're going to be offering nighttime services only to college and high school students until Thursday now this is sad to me because we talk about revival in uh, in faith circles and it was sad to hear because the lives that have already been touched the people who have already experienced healing physical healing emotional healing others who have come to salvation who have come to faith in jesus christ and this is kind of what i was afraid of a little bit that you've got two and i think today would have been like 12 days 12 straight days non-stop of prayer worship reading of the word of god and things like that but so i'm kind of in a emotional uh conflict here because wilmore kentucky is not the big city and apparently the with the people who have come Literally from all over the country and all over the world. And, and now it's going to be stopped, or they say it's going to be uh, spread out through other churches in central Kentucky. And this is where I'm sad because as much as I appreciated and loved seeing these young people like it was back some 50 or so years ago the jesus movement of the late 60s early 70s and it was just sad when i heard that they now i understand because Wilmore is not a big town they only have but so much i mean restaurants i mean places to stay uh who knows um what they have or they may not have enough of to handle so many people coming but apparently it was they just asbury university just doesn't seem to have the infrastructure to support so many people who've come i mean many of these people weren't able to get into the actual auditorium they were lined up literally a mile long or more so there's a part of me that's sad that the, that they're going to be stopping this because and it's not because of the usual amount of criticism that have that has taken place in revivals of the past even in the 20th century so As sad as I am to see that it's going to be stopping there's a part of me That hates it, but there is a part of me that understands because it's the town But I Can only hope that what's going on at Lee University the same type of revival going on that uh, is just a few days behind what started at Asbury, but I like to think that these revival services on college campuses are what they say in the movie business as previews of coming attractions. And I know people who were there just over over the weekend and they were doing live streams on Facebook, Instagram, other places, and just to see what was going on. Uh, With these young people. I loved it. I loved it. I wanted to see more of it but uh, But let's see if there's got to be more this can't be the only one and I'm sure it's not going to be the only one and Who knows Um, Maybe this might be a case of multiplication by division you can, all the people who've come, they can go back to their home churches, their communities, and take the fire with them. And that is my hope because, given, and there's a great movie. The timing of this is what really had me just fascinated because this Friday, the 24th, is going to be a movie called uh, Jesus' Revolution. Uh, And it's going to have Kelsey Grammer uh, playing the part of Chuck Smith, the California pastor who took in all these hippies and got them all saved and having the Jesus movement really start there Uh, in Southern California. That's how you got all the network of Calvary Chapel churches. It's a great story. Uh, It'll also have Jonathan Rumi, Uh, the actor who plays Jesus on the series The Chosen, which is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But, uh, I'm, I'm sad, but I'll be okay. Because if this becomes a catalyst and you get more of this going on throughout the country, and believe you me, we need it We needed it, we need it bad and we needed it a long time ago. We did, but better late than not at all. So I'm really hoping that this doesn't turn into like, oh, just this phenomena, And all these naysayers are going to open their mouths, stick their foots in it, feet in it and hey, I'm not going to deny what's going on there. I want to encourage it. So I'm gonna do whatever I can to uh, uh, to just hopefully pray and see where else this this might happen, anywhere in the country. And well, uh, what can you do, folks? Just pray for these kids that there's a long-lasting effect from it, and they will spread, and the people who came will spread it everywhere, all over the country, because God knows we need it. And with that, I'm going to call it a day. Thank you so much for listening to this special uh, extended President's Day edition of the program. Uh, just have yourself a great week. If you've got the day off, enjoy it. Uh because y'all are going to have to go back tomorrow, and so will I. So take care for now. God bless you guys, and always remember that patriots still come in all colors.